Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarwa Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala Nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi Ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matan Islami wa sunnah We continue going over This tremendous book Al-Sharh Sunnah by the Imam Muhammad, by the Imam Al Imam Al Barbahari, by the great Imam Imam Al Barbahari, we have reached the statement of the Imam, Rahimahullah Taala, where he said, "Wal asas alladhi tubna alayhi al-jama'a," and that the foundation on which the jama'ah is built upon. And this is beautifully arranged that the Imam, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he will explain what is the foundation of which the jama'ah is built upon. Because in the previous section, the Imam, he explained that from the sunnah is to stick to the jama'ah. From the sunnah is to stick to the jama'ah. So therefore, it is beautifully arranged that he explains to us what is the foundation on which the jama'ah is built upon. So we know what the jama'ah is. The Imam, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, هم أصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ورحمهم الله أجمعين Then, that foundation, then they are the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah have mercy upon all of them. وَهُمْ أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ They are the people of the sunnah and they are the jama'ah. فَمَنْ لَمْ يَأْخُذْ عَنْهُمْ So for the one who he does not take from them, he does not take from the sahaba. فَقَدَ ضَلَّ وَابْتَدَعَ Then this person, verily, he has gone astray. And he has innovated inside of the deen. He has gone astray and he has come with bid'ah. He has come with bid'ah. وَكُلُّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ And every bid'ah. كُلُّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ Every bid'ah is a ضَلَالَةٍ وَالضَلَالَةٍ وَأَهْلُهَا فِي النَّارِ And the misguidance and its people, the misguidance and the practitioners of misguidance, finnar, they will be in the fire. Wa'iyadu billah. Waqala al-alama al-shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, hafidhuhullahu ta'ala, qawluhu wal-asasu alladhi tubna alayhi al-jama'a, he said, and his statement, the statement of the Imam, rahimahullah ta'ala, فَقَالَ الشَّيْكْ عَلَعَلَّامَ الشَّيْكْ صَالِحِ الْفَوْزَانِ حَفِظُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى In relation 
in commenting on the statement of the Imam that the foundation on which the Jama'ah is built upon, that it is the Sahaba. The Shaykh Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, Men humu jama'ah alladheena hadha sha'nuhum. Who is the jama'ah that this is their situation? Who is that jama'ah that this is their situation? The Shaykh, he says, whom? Ashabu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then they are the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are the jama'ah. Woman. وَمَنْ جَاءَ بَعْدَهُمْ مِنَ التَّابِعِينَ And those who have come after them from the تَابِعِينَ وَأَتْبَعْ التَّابِعِينَ And those who follow the تَابِعِينَ So the تَابِعِينَ وَذَا أَتْبَعْ التَّابِعِينَ These are the جَمَاعَ وَالْقُرُونَ مُفَضَّلَةً The praised Generations, those generations that have superiority. Naam. This is the jama'ah. Hum. Ha'ulai. Humul jama'ah. They are the jama'ah. They are the jama'ah. Woman. Woman ibtakoda bihim. Minal mutaakhirin. And those who follow their way. And those who imitate them. And those who are upon what they are upon from. Those who come later. This is the jama'ah. Ha'ulai humul jama'ah. They are the jama'ah. So when we look at this description of what is the jama'ah, we find that the jama'ah, that they are those who are upon the way of the sahab. That the jama'ah, they are those who are upon the way of the salaf, upon the way of the sahaba. So therefore, those who follow the sahaba, then they are the jama'ah. Whether they were from the second generation, or from the third generation. They are the jama'ah. But we know that the superiority of the second and the third generation is not like that for the generations that came after. Because the Prophet wasallam he mentioned that these three generations, they are the best of mankind. When he was asked, and who is the best of mankind? He said, خَيْرٌ nas qarni, ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَنُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَنُونَهُمْ That the best of mankind is my generation. Then those who follow them, then those who follow them. So we find that these are those generations that are the best of the generations. They have the superiority. Naam. And whoever follows them in God, then they are from the jama'ah. And it's important for us to understand that this is the jama'ah that we're looking to be upon. The Shaykh Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, That this is the jama'ah of which it is incumbent upon the Muslim that he be with them. نعم ولو ناله ما ناله من الأذى regardless of what will reach him from that which will reach him from harm I want you to listen and pay attention to this regardless of what will reach him from that which will reach him from harm because there's going to come أذى there's going to come harm and this is why the great Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, he mentioned, was and they had patience upon the harms that they will receive therein in giving the da'wah, that they have patience upon the harms because they're going to come to you harm. It is only right that they will come to you harm because there were those from the prophets and the messengers. 
who were fought against. There were those from the Anbiya who they were killed. The prophets and the messengers, they all, they had enemies. Those who opposed them and fought against them. And they are the best of mankind. So of course, those who tread upon their way, they are going to receive something from that which they received. So they're going to have, so they're going to have enemies. They're going to have those who fight against them. They're going to have those who war against them. They're going to have those who oppose them. They're going to have those who abandon them and betray them. There were those from the Anbiya and the Rusul, and they were slandered by their people. Lies were invented about them. And they are the best of mankind. They had the best character of mankind. They had the most outstanding of character and akhlaq. But yet people invented lies about them. They had they slandered them. They made up bad nicknames about them and so on and so forth. As we find in the case of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that the people they used to say about him that he was a magician and that he was a sorcerer and that he was a mad poet uh, and so on and so forth. And we know that these were lies and slanders against the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet sallallahu he extended to the people the best of character. He extended to them the best of behavior. But yet the people, they lied about him. The people, they invented tales about him. The people slandered him. The people tried to kill him. Inside of the battles that were fought, they tried to assassinate the Prophet ﷺ. They invented plots to kill the Prophet ﷺ. And they hated the Prophet ﷺ. Why did they hate the Prophet ﷺ? Was it because there was a deficiency inside of his character? No. They hated the Prophet ﷺ because they hated the haq that he came with. So likewise, those who are followers of the haq, the people are going to hate you. Those people who hate the haq, they're going to hate you, and they're going to fight against you, and they're going to war against you. And how can this not be the case? Because worse was said about those who are better. Worse was done to those who are better. So how would it be that we won't expect that we're going to be harmed and people are going to speak bad about us? Ya ikhwah, as the ulama, they explain that the one who treads upon the way of the anbiya and the rusul, then he's going to receive something from harm from the people. He's going to receive something from harm from the people. And for the ones who think that it is a measuring stick to a person's successful da'wah, that everybody likes him, then verily this person is not upon the way of the Anbiya and the Rusul. It's not upon the way of the Anbiya and the Rusul. The one who, he beats his chest and he says that, I can go to the Ikhwani Masjid and they like me, they accept me. And then I can turn around and go to uh, the, 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 the Tablighi Masjid and they turn around and they accept me. And then I come around the people of the Sunnah and they accept me. And he beat his chest and he say, MashaAllah, you see this is, is from the fruits of the Da'wah. No, this is from the fruits of what? Not the Da'wah that is Sahiha, but this is from the fruits of the Da'wah that has problems. Because how are how, how they going to like you? Unless you're not explaining to them and making it clear to them what the reality is. How are they going to like you? Unless you're not explaining to them, explaining to them huh, the errors that they are upon. And correcting the errors that they are upon. How are they going to like you? You go to a tablighi masjid and you explain to them that their methodology is not from the methodology of the Salaf. This was not that which the Prophet Sallallahu and the Sahaba were upon. And you tell them that it is not right for them to go out as they go out for the 40 days and uh, the two weeks and for whatever the time frame it is and the like. 
And then they go around and they, and they go to the houses of the people and they do what they do upon their innovative methodology. This is not correct. And you call them to that which is right and the proper means and ways of calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so on and so forth except that what? He's not going to like you because you have come in there and you have undermined his whole program. You have contradicted him in everything. So you think he's going to sit there and invite you back? Even if you explain to him in a good way, in a good manner. As you should do. Not that you go there and you be rude, rough, and tough. No, but you explain to him in a good way, in a good manner. Your invitation will be once. They're not going to want you back. Because now you messed up the whole program. Now that youth is coming to them and saying, Hey, you hear what he said? So, so how are we doing this now? How are we going out for 40 days? The Sahaba didn't do that. Who from the Sahaba did that? The youth start questioning them now. You think they're going to like that? You think they're going to like that? No, they're going to start talking bad about you. That guy's crazy. Don't listen to what he's saying. He has a website. Nah, don't go there. That guy's crazy. Right? They're not going to like you. So if you, so the, for the one who goes amongst them and they love him and they keep bringing him back and for years upon years upon years upon years he with him and so on and so forth, then this is an indication. This is a clear indication that what? That this man is not clear inside of his dawah. He's not clear in his dawah. He's not making it clear to the people. Because he made it clear to the people they're not going to like him. Just like the Hanbiya and the Rusul, they made it clear to the people, so you had those who hated the truth, thus they hated the people of the truth. This is not a signpost of a successful da'wah, but rather this is a signpost of the one, as Imam Awza'i explained, how the man came to Imam Awza'i and he said, I sit with the people of innovation and I sit with the people of the sunnah. Ujalisu ahlul ahwa ujalisu ahlul sunnah. What Imam Awza'i said? Did he say, MashaAllah, that's good? Did Imam Uzzai say, MashaAllah, they got to hear the truth too? Got to get a dawah? We got to spread it? Did he say, MashaAllah, we have to give them an opportunity too? So teach them, and next time you tell them this and tell them that. Did Imam Uzzai say that? He said, he didn't say that. He said, Hada yurida yusawi bin haqi wal baqil. He said, this person, he want to make the truth and the falsehood equal. The one who come and he says, I see why I look sunnah, I see why I look bidah, Imam Uzai, the great Imam. What did he say? He said, this one, he want to make the truth and the falsehood equal. He want to make them the same. This man's playing games. That's what. That's how Imam Uzai came out that individual. He playing games. So if that was the case then, what do you think is different now? Just because some time has passed? Just because some years has passed by? Just because it's a, it's a new century? So what is new now? No. The same thing, people playing games. The great Imam Awza'i had a beautiful and tremendous statement where he said, Alayka bi atharu salaf, wa in rafadaka nas. He said, It's binding upon you to stick to the narrations of the salaf, even if the people reject you. Because when you stick to the narrations of the salaf, this is what you got to be waiting for. Is to get rejected. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're going to reject you. Ahlul Bid'ah is going to reject you. Ahlul Kulli Hal. So the Shaykh, he says that he has to be with the Jama'ah no matter what comes to him from that, which comes to him from harm. Women at Tahdeed and from threat. Naam. They'll threaten you. That's how Ahlul Bid'ah is. Women at Ta'ir and from scorn. And slander, they will verbally abuse you. They will invent lies about you. They will slander. They will slander you. 
Shaykh he says, and from attack, they will attack you. And there have been instances where the people of innovation have physically attacked Ahl Sunnah, have physically attacked, assaulted, and accosted Ahl Sunnah. And Shaykh Fuzani says, Yasbiru anahada. He has to be patient. He has to be patient upon that. We are Muhammad, and he has to be forbearant, and he has to carry that. Madama annahu al-haq. As long as he is upon the haq, he has to be like that. Falayan harif al-haq. Do not go astray from the haq. Do not sway from the haq. Bal yasbir ala bal yasbir ala ma asaba. But rather, he has to be patient upon that which afflicts him. He has to be patient upon the harms that's going to come to him. He has to be patient from those who don't like him, those who slander him, those who attack him, so on and so forth. The Shaykh he says, فَإِنَّهُ And if he's not patient, if they see in, in him some type of wavering, and I, and I want you to pay close attention to this, we have to be patient upon the harms that come to us. We have to be firm. We have to have resolve. We have to be firm and we have to have resolve. And we have to remember that this life is short and it's temporary and it's going away so fast. We have to remember that. This life is going away so fast. If you look back now, for whatever age you're at, to when you was a little kid and you first learned how to ride a bike or whatever, and then you and you, and you could try to compare how much time has elapsed between then and between now, and it seems like so fast, a blink of an eye. It seemed like it was just yesterday. And you was learning how to ride a bike. It seemed like it was just yesterday. And you were, huh? Some of us, we, 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 we forget our age. Some of us, we be thinking like we still 20-something years old, right? And, right? and brothers, we know this. Some of us, we forget. And so maybe we look into the mirror and see the gray hairs inside of the bed. And you, you remember, oh yeah, that's right. Or you remember when you get out there with the kids and you want to throw around the, the ball and play frisbee with the children. And you try to go for it like you did back in 1970-something and realize... I don't got it like that no more. I'm not that fast. I used to be so fast, man. Now what happened? Right? It goes by so fast. So much so that sometimes we don't, we don't even realize how much time has elapsed. You don't realize that I, yeah, I can't run the 40 that fast no more. I might pull all kind of stuff now. Right? So we have to remember how this life is short. This life is short. We're going to be dead soon. We're going to be dead soon. Okay? I want you really to remember that. We're going to be dead soon. So therefore be patient. Because the, the harm is only going to last for a little while anyway. The trial is going to be over soon because we're going to be dead soon. So be patient. Be steadfast. Be patient. Be patient. No matter what harms come, be patient. Because it's, inshallah it's going to be over soon. And, and, and the tremendous reward is for those who are patient. The tremendous reward is for those who are patient. Now, those who are patient upon the haq, those who are patient upon the truth, so be patient. And this is why Imam Uzai says, it's upon you to stick to the athar of the salaf, even if what? The people reject you. Stick to the athar of the salaf. Even if they reject you, stick to the athar of the salaf. And don't worry about it. Those who betray you, those who fight against you, war against you, don't worry about it. Labas. Labas. No problem. Naam, no problem. Why? Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, لا, لا, 
The Prophet ﷺ, he said that there will always be a group of the ummah that will be clear and apparent upon the truth, victorious upon the truth. They will not be harmed. They will not be harmed by those who betray them, those who abandon them. Those who abandon, these are those people who you consider and or at one time considered them to be from you. Now, and then what happened? They left you. They betrayed you. You understand? So, the Prophet is telling us, those ones who's upon the half, people's going to try to harm them and try to uh, uh, fight against them. People's going to betray them. People are going to turn their backs on them. The Prophet already told us this. So we have to expect for it to happen. Because the Prophet he speaks the truth. If he said it, it's the haq. We know that's the case. The Prophet said it's the haq. It's the truth. It's going to happen. It's already happening. It already happened. Naam. So we have to expect this. Those are people who are going to betray us. Don't turn their back on us. We think they're going to support you and they don't. They fight against you. You think they're going to remain with you and they leave you, they abandon you. This is going to happen. The Prophet said to me, told us this. <coughs> and the Prophet said to me, told us in those, there are going to be others who fight against them. They're going to oppose them, struggle against them, fight against them. But with this, the Prophet said to me, said what? They're not going to hurt them. It's not going to harm them. It's not going to hurt them at all. So we have to remember that. Whatever harms that they're trying to do to us and slanders they're trying to say to us and so on and so forth, the reality is that it does not hurt us. The Mubtadir, he starts talking bad about us. He starts slandering us, and lies against us. Does that hurt us? No. We're going to see him again. Yomul Qiyamah. Now it's time to pay up. Now the debt is due. You took from me the dunya but it didn't belong to you. I want it back now. Run them good deeds. If you got them, if not, take these bad deeds. You got to have them. You understand? You're going to get yours back. So what he's saying about you, he's slandering me. It don't hurt you. Don't hurt you. Whatever he took from me, whatever harm, you get it back. Yomul Qiyamah. So does it hurt you? His slander of you? No. No. Maybe that's what you needed to make your scale tip in the right direction. You understand? So that bets. No problem. But the Prophet said, we told this was going to be the case. But we have to be firm. Because if we're not firm, and I want you to understand the nature of the people of innovation. If we're not firm, as Sheikh Fuzani says, وَإِلَّا فَإِنَّهُ سَيَكُونُ هَدَفًا لِلْمُغْرِضِينَ he says, because if they see any inclination of not being firm, then that person, he'll become a target for the people that have a malicious agenda. He'll become a target. I'll give you a true life story. Not like the tablir to give you all these fake stories, right? Give you a true life story about the tablir. Allahumma'sta'an. We enter into the Masjid, Masjid al-Bukhari on day for Jumu'ah. 
And we found two Tablighi people there. And they were decked out in the Tablighi garb. I mean, you know, you know how they dress. Very recognizable. So the so the first thought that comes to your mind upon entering is that these people's Tablighi. Now and it's strange because you know we don't we don't see things like that. So it be it was strange to us. Tablighi, okay. Tablighi here. Right. And before even taking a few steps, like literally, like by the shoe rack, one of them, he, he, he gets up and he rushes me. Brother, brother, brother. Man, I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe the way I was dressed, he thought maybe this guy's, you know, got something to do with the administration here or whatever. So he says, um, they're having a mushtemer down in Miami. You know, all tens and thousands of tablighi, they come and they converge on, on it. And it's on our annual conference. And, we will, you know, we would like permission to, to give an announcement. We would like permission to give announcement uh, after the khutbah, you know, to invite the people to it. He said, can we do it? So I said, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. We don't agree with that. So he says, um, but, but um, you know, but it, it's okay, though, you know, so it's okay for us to do it, and it's a good thing. So in a very nice and polite way, I told him, I said, listen, we are upon the way of the sunnah. We don't agree with the way the tablir. And then in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, maybe maybe that's not any clear enough for him, and maybe he want to say some other words. So before I give him the opportunity to say that, I just said, listen, we're Salafi. We're not Tablighi. This is Salafi Masjid, so no. So he said, okay. He said, what about I can talk to the brothers one-on-one after, after the prayer and just, and just invite them. If I can't give a general announcement, then I'll speak to the people one by one. And, and uh, I can talk to it like that. So I said, yeah. If I didn't let you speak to the people in general, you think I'm going to let you talk to them individually? That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse. I said, of course not. I said, Achi, we're selfie. We're not to believe. We're not going to know. We'll know. So, he didn't say nothing. He said, okay, okay. But Ahl al-Bid'ah, you can't trust him because they're like, Sheikh Mubbidi said, oh, Ahl al-Bid'ah, he said, every Hizbi is a liar, but not every liar is a Hizbi. You know, it's this reality. So, even though he said, okay, I still, I didn't, you know, wasn't trusting that they were going to leave it like that because they were so persistent. So the khutbah was, was supposed to be about something totally different. But now, because of this situation, I had to change up the khutbah now. So, in the, in the second part of the khutbah, I refuted the tablir. And they were right there in the front row, and I was looking at them. And they sat and they, they nodded their heads and that. So after the, after the prayer, you think, you know, your mind tells you, okay, that's it. They're just going to go away now. No, they don't go away. They come back to me, brother, Jazakallah khair, it was such a good khutbah, benefited so much, and this and that. And it was just, Akhi, I'm telling you, I'm amazed, man. And this is like, subhanAllah. And I'm, I'm just flabbergasted, like, okay. You know, what do you say to that? You just, subhanAllah, But then it's still, the, 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 you know, the, the vibe and the look on them, you're just saying to yourself, this is they so persistent. They're not going to stop. And even with that, they're not stopping, man. So what they did was they went outside like uh, like how the lions be looking at the gazelles. 
looking for the weak ones, looking for the ones that's 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 slower, looking for the ones that's littler, looking for the ones that that's a, that's a, you know that got some deficit some deficiencies of target. You understand? So one of the brothers he had seen them early in the week on the street. You know, the game salams, game salams. You know, he saw them in the thaub and you know, he saw them in their in their garb and they gave each other salams and that was it. Just saw it and brother like salam. And he kept him kept him moving. So the brother, he, he, he walking yeah, outside the masjid, and they said, Oh, Assalamu brother. You remember me? This and that. And they start acting like they're friends in front of everybody. So now the brother's like, Whoa, man, I don't know you like that. Like, I just seen you on the street and returning his salams. So, huh? so he start bringing them over, starts trying to talk to him and, and, and things like this, and thinking that maybe, you know, this guy's weak. We can, we can talk to him. And they tried to approach certain people. They didn't approach everybody, just certain people. So the brother who they did this to, he came into the masjid, he told the brothers, he said, look, man, I got to come outside because these guys are out there and they, and, they, and, they, and they look and see if they can find anybody that's susceptible to their da'wah, that anybody that might give them an ear so that they can invite them and things like that. So again, when, he, when the brother came and he told us this, our minds are just like, subhanAllah, seriously, these guys are that persistent. So, alhamdulillah, a few of the brothers became, he went outside and subhanAllah, as soon as they saw the brothers in the administration, uh, they come outside. They gave us that, you know, that 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 distant salam, right? Also with the look on their face, like, oh, I got caught, and they just went in the car and left. Yeah, salam. But this is the reality of Ahlul Bid'ah. I want you to understand that is that they're very persistent. You understand? Uh, he said that the siyasa of shaitan uh, is, is, is patient. Yani. He, he has sabr in his siyasa. He's patient. And you find this characteristic amongst the people of innovation. They're patient. They'll wait. If they think that there's, there's some weakness in you. If they think they can turn you, they'll wait. Yeah, they'll wait. You can, be, you can be a person who refutes them. You could be a person who speaks bad about them. And they'll tell you, come over here. And when I mean refute them, I mean in general. Because you find that people who that they'll invite, people who, who refute in general. Right? Bid'ah is bad. You know, people who come in with these general terminology. Not, not people who go into details. People who go into details, they don't want nothing to deal with them. But people who just, you know, once in a while, don't go with the tablir. And, you know, tablir is not from the way to sunnah. And they say stuff in general. They'll, 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 if they think there's some weakness in that person, they'll invite you in. They'll use you. As Shaykh Obeyed, he mentions. They'll bite you and they'll use you. They'll use you to, to strengthen their numbers by showing the people that, look, we have a lot of da'was here, you know, uh, uh, and so on and so forth, right? We're, um, what's the word, we're unbiased here, right? Uh, because they may, they may know maybe certain people who like that type of slew, so by you being there, you're going to bring them in, that's going to bring more money, increase the numbers, bring more money, so they'll bring them for that, for that point. And because they'll know that, you know, if you, if you accepting their, their invitations all the time, you're laughing with them, and you're sitting with them, and eating with them, they're going to realize, you know, we can turn this guy. We can turn him. So they'll be patient with you. They'll keep inviting you back. They'll be with you for years, and be with you for years, so they can turn you. So they can turn you. Now, there's a sheikh in Egypt. His name is Mejdi Arafat. Mejdi Arafat. He was from the students of Sheikh Ben, uh, from the students of Sheikh Mukbil, He was teaching in the masjid in Mansura, and it was one of the masjids that Muhammad Hassan Hizbi Qutbi 
he used to set up camping and he used to you know, give classes there and some of his top students were there and he used to give classes. Masjid Arafat, he would come to this, uh, he came to this masjid, he used to give durus, he used to teach from Fath al-Bari. And he used to refute Muhammad Hassan. He used to refute Muhammad Hassan. So a person would say, well, what's wrong? He was refuting him and he was doing this and, and he was calling the people to the hop, right? Listen to the whole thing. He would refute them and he would share the memoir with them. So one week it was him, next week it was somebody else and they were going like this, right? Until... And that remained like that for years. For years. He was there working with them, rubbing elbows with them. Like many people think, because we're going to go in and change them. You're going to go in, you're going to change them and influence them, and now some of the brothers are going to start to see what's the truth and, and so on and so forth. And that, that what he thought. That what he thought. But what happened now is that Mejia Arafat has become from the biggest defenders of Muhammad Hassan from the biggest defenders of Muhammad Hassan from the closest allies and friends of Muhammad Hassan because that's what happened you think you're going to go there to them and change them what happens they end up changing you and if they see in you any inclination or weakness then like, like they did with Majdi Arafat they will let you come in they'll let you come in they'll let you teach because they see in you there's some weakness so yeah he's he's you know, hitting us today, but that's okay. He's going to hit for us tomorrow. They're patient. They're patient. So I want you to understand this, that, they, that, they, that they're malicious, and their agenda is malicious, and they're very dangerous, and they're like predatory animals. They will wait. The predatory animal in the savannah, he's just sitting on the sideline, looking like he's not going to do anything. He's just watching. Nothing wrong with looking, right? Right? It looks so cute, the little cubs running around. You understand? But they're going to be the ones that's vying over who's going to eat your kidneys and your spleen. You understand? They look really cute, but they're watching. They see the weakness, they attack. And this is why the Shaykh, he says that the one who's not firm when the, when the, when the, when the, when the, when the trials come, the one who's not firm when, they, when the harm starts coming, the one who starts wavering, he don't show that firmness. The Shaykh, he says, what happens? He said, he becomes hadafan. He becomes a target. Because now they see, oh, that one. It could be a group of five of y'all. But brother so-and-so is showing some kind of weakness. That's the one they say, oh, we get with him later. You wait till he's not with them no more. We catch him when he comes by himself. We call him later. We invite him out. Get him by himself. Separate him from what? Separate him from the flock. Now you get him. Now that brother start coming to you talking about, ah, they're not that bad. Brother, they just common people, man. they just common people, brother. God, be patient, brother. Patient with them, and then you all rough and tough with us. Yeah, man. The Shaykh, he says, That these ones, these, these ones with this malicious agenda, then they are people who call to evil. There are people who call to misguidance. There are people who call to evil and people who call to misguidance. It is incumbent upon us, Ya Ikhwa, that we are firm and that we stick to that which the Salaf they were upon because in reality there is no option. In reality there, there is no option. You understand? It's not like you, it's a choice. Maybe we could do this, maybe we could do something else. There, there is no option. The proof of that is Allah Ta'ala's statement in Surah At-Tawbah. 
Allah just added a statement in Surah at Tawbah. Allah, and this is in verse 100. Verse 100. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبِعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُ Allah Ta'ala, he says, and those who came first and foremost from the muhajirun, the muhajirun who? Hmm? Huh? Well, maybe it's early, man. <laughs> <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> no, who are the Muhajirun? Who? Nah, those from Sahabu migrated from Mecca to Al Medina. Nah. No, it's not you, it's me. Everybody's talking at once. My brain couldn't compute. <laughs> and then the, then the Ansar, eh, who? Nah, those, those Sahaba who, they, uh, they were from the citizens of Al Medina. Nah. Baib. So collectively, the Muhajirun and Ansari who? The Sahaba. Baib. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ So we have two groups that I mentioned. The first one is who? Muhajirun. Second one? Ansar. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبِعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ And those who follow them in good. That's the, that's the third group. So again, let's go over the groups. We have the Muhajirun. Then we have the the Ansar, and then we have the those who follow him in good. And then Allah Taala He says, anhum wa an. that that Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Him. Is there any fourth group that's mentioned? No, it's only three groups. So we have to be from one of those three groups. There's no option. You understand? The only options you have is to be one of those three. Pick a, pick one of the three. So let's go over this now. As far as the Muhajirun, can we be from them? No, no. no, a time has passed. We can't be from them. So that's excluded. What about the Ansar? Can we be from them? No, because no. that time has passed. So that's excluded. So then, through process of elimination, what is the only option for us now? What is the only option, viable option for us? Is be from those who follow them. That's why we say it's no option. The only option we have is to be from what? Those who follow them. That's if... We want to be from those whom Allah Ta'ala describes in this ayah as Allah Ta'ala he says, Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with him. So if we want to be from those whom Allah Ta'ala is pleased with, then we have to what? Be from those who follow the Sahaba. There's no option. There's no option. So when we so when we when we're speaking uh, about this and about being upon the right way and so on and so forth and following the Sahaba. There's no option. It's not like a person to come and say, "Okay, well, alhamdulillah, you're upon the way to like like Siraj Wahaj, Siraj Wahaj, the Mubtadi. This guy, he gave a khutbah some years ago, years ago in the '90s. This guy gave a khutbah in the '90s, talking about, you know, everybody got something to offer. Masjid Taqwa is a masjid that everybody got something to offer, right? It was almost like uh, like you know the slogan of Kufar. You know, we 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 report, you decide. That's slogan of the the. the news people, right? We report, you decide. We 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 we're unbiased. We got we got every representation and so on and so forth. He said, you, you know, he said the Salafi brothers, you can benefit from them and from the knowledge and then from the tablighis, you could benefit from them and their character and maybe a recipe, or whatever. And this one, you could benefit from them and this and that. He called all the, you know, everybody. We down with everybody. 
That kind of stuff you're talking about. Everybody. Like that's an option. A person come and say, you upon a way to sell, that's cool. You follow Sahaba. But me, I follow Hassan al-Banna, I'm Ikhwani. And this one, you follow this guy from this tariqah. And this one, follow that guy, that tariqah. And it's all good, right? No, it's not all good. Because Allah Ta'ala didn't say you can follow these people. Allah Ta'ala didn't say it's okay to be upon something else. Allah Ta'ala didn't say, or oh, whatever you want to do. No, Allah Ta'ala said either the Muhajirun, either the Ansar, or those who follow them in good. That's it. There's no fourth mention. There's no fourth category. This is what you have to be. That's it. There's no options. There's no options. There's no choice. It's, yeah? There's only one. And that is what we have to be upon the way to settle. That's it. And it's important that we know we understand it like this. Because this way now, when the trials come and the, and the, and the, and the, uh, the people are warned against you and so on and so forth, you realize there, there, there's really no option but to take it. Where are you going to go to? Tell them where to go. We're going to change up? Change up and do what? We're going to reevaluate? Reevaluate and adjust? Adjust to what? Adjust to what? You understand? Sheikh Fawzan, Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لَمَّا ذَكَرَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ فِي سُورَةِ الْحَشَرِ He says that he said, when Allah Ta'ala when he had mentioned the Muhajirin and the Ansar, Muhajirin and the Ansar in Surah Hashar, he said, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْلِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا غُفِرْ لَنَا وَالْإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبِقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah Ta'ala says what means, and those who came after them, meaning those who came after the Sahaba, and those who came after them, they would say, Oh our Lord, forgive us and forgive and forgive us and our brothers who preceded us in Iman. Forgive us and our brothers who preceded us in Iman. And do not put any type of rancor in our hearts towards those who believe. Verily, our Lord, Rabbana innaka raufun rahimun. Oh, our Lord, verily you are the most compassionate, the most merciful. And this can be found in Surah Al-Hashar in his verse number 10. And this is important for us to know and to understand that yes, we have to be upon the way of the Sahaba, no doubt about that. And we have to have a love for them. And we have to follow them and imitate them and have in our hearts no rancor for them. And we have to say, Radiyallahu uh, anhum. We have to make tarahum on them. We have to ask Allah Ta'ala to have mercy upon them and ask, and, and, and ask Allah Ta'ala to yani, be pleased with them and make dua for them and, and that Allah Ta'ala forgive them. This is the way of the, of the, of the Sunni Salafi is that he asks Allah Ta'ala to forgive the Sahaba and to uh, be, uh, have mercy upon them and to be pleased with them and so on and so forth. That's the way of the, of the Sunni. He speak good about the Sahaba and he mentioned their outstanding characteristics. The Shaykh he says, فَالْمُتَأَخِرُ يَقْتَدِي بِالْمُتَقَدِّمُ He said that the one who comes later, he has to follow and imitate those who preceded. He has to imitate those who came before the Salaf. مِنْ أَهْلِ الْحَقِّ From the people of the truth. وَأَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ And the people of good. وَلَوْ كَانَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهُمْ زَمَانٌ طَوِيرٌ And even if they are between them many years, in there's a long time between them. Uh, 
فَهُوَ يَصْبِرُ He said it is coming upon him to be upon what they were upon to the best of his ability. Uh, and he has to be patient upon that. He has to be patient upon that. And in Ibad, this is the haq, and this is only the way that we have to be patient. And we have to be of those who love the Sahaba and don't speak bad about the Sahaba and so on and so forth. Because the Sahaba, and it's important to understand, they are that bridge. They are that bridge between us and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They are the ones who convey to us the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They are the ones who convey to us al-Islam. And the reality, as Sheikh Fuzan ta'ala he mentions, is that you have individuals who are not upon the haq and they make time on the Sahaba. And the Shaykh said that the Sahaba, they are the ones that narrated to us the Kitab and the Sunnah. They narrated to us the Kitab and the Sunnah. So any type of time, any type of ta'in on, the, on, on them, any type of scorn or bad talk about them, the Shaykh he says, then this person would in reality have what? He would have nullified the road and the bridges by way in which the Kitab and the Sunnah came to him. So his attack on the Sahaba is in reality what? Attack upon Islam. Is attack upon Islam. The Shaykh he says, وَقَصْتُ Islam. He said that the intention of the enemies of Allah and the enemies of His Messenger, وسلم, it is to nullify Islam. He said it is to nullify Islam. That's their intent. It's to nullify the Islam. The Shaykh says, Walakin ja'u But they come with this plot, Al Khabitha. They come with this dirty plot. Because instead of attacking Islam directly, they figure we'll attack, we'll, we'll do a, 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 an attack by proxy. We won't come directly at Islam and tell people, no, Islam is bad. And blah, blah, blah. No, no. So what they'll do is what? They'll attack the Sahaba. They'll attack the Sahaba. Because by attacking the Sahaba, in essence, what you're doing is you're attacking Islam. You're attacking Islam. If you want the people to be upon a way that's contrary to Islam, to be upon a way, an, an aqidah that's contrary to the aqidah of the salaf, to be upon ibadat that's contrary to the ibadat of the salaf and so on and so forth, how do you accomplish that? By speaking bad about the salaf so that people didn't have no respect for the salaf. Now you can tell the people what you want to tell them. Once you separate them from the salaf, now you can tell them what you want to tell them. Now they'll come with all types of ibadat and so on and so forth. Because now they don't care if Abu Bakr did it or not. Because they don't have any respect for Abu Bakr. They don't care if Umar did it. They don't care if Man did it. They don't care if Ali did it. They don't care if Abdullah Masood did it. They don't care. So now they'll come. Like one of the Hanafi, he told me one time, he said, because the brother, he said to him, you know this one, right? the brother, he said to him, he said, what about Abu Bakr? What about Uthman and Umar and Uthman? He said, all I know is Abu Hanifa. And the Imams and the, 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 the Ahnab. That's all I know. That's what he said. Yes, Abu Hanifa ain't talk like that. Rahimahullah ta'ala. He's a great imam. He wasn't like that. He wasn't on that stuff. 
He didn't, he didn't agree with stuff like that. Al-Kulihan, you find this is their way because now they can do what they want and how they want and, and because they remove the frame of reference. So in essence, when they start doing, removing the frame of reference and so on and so forth, right? And they start replacing and coming with democracy and, and all these different ideologies and all these different innovative actions and so on and so forth. All of these innovative acts, are they from Islam? No, they're not from Islam. This bid'ah is bid'ah from Islam? No, it's not from Islam. So how do they get you to replace the, the Islamic characteristics uh, with, with, with things from bid'ah? It's by what? By getting you to remove and abandon and leave off acts of the sunnah. So slow by slow by slow by slow by slow they replace it. It's like if a person came to you and you had, uh, I don't know, you had the M&M's for example. You had the M&M's with peanuts and he had the M&M's with no peanuts, right? And then he wants to, he wants to switch with you. He wants you to have, he don't want you to have peanuts. He wants you to have the M&M's with no peanuts. So what do you do? He tell you, give me, give me one M&M with peanut. Hey, I'll give you one of these. So he gives you one with just chocolate. Then he said, well, give me another one. Then he gave you another one. And he said, give me another one, give you another one. And keep taking from you and giving you something else. Taking from you, give you something else. What's going to happen eventually is that your cup is going to be filled with the M&M's that have no peanuts. Just the chocolate M&M's. You no longer have M&M's and peanuts. Because little by little, we're taking it from you. Little by little, we're taking it from you. So, so instead of coming to you and saying, you get rid of the M&M's with the peanuts and take the ones with just chocolate, he'll say, no, no, just give me just one. Hey, you take one. Give me one. This one tastes good, too. Give me one. Oh, the brown ones is nice, too, man. And he's one by one, he starts, you know, switching. And then what happens is that now you have no more eminence of peanuts. So the attack was by proxy. You didn't even realize, you didn't see it coming. And this is why uh, 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 the Imam he mentions here, uh, he says, uh, He said, Never had a people did a bid'ah, He said, Never has a people did a bid'ah except that the like of it was removed from the sunnah. The like of it was removed from the sunnah. You understand? This is their plot. This is their war. So instead of coming straight up with a, a direct attack, they bring a proxy attack. So be warned of anybody who speaks ill of the sahaba. Be warned of anybody who speaks ill of the sahaba because their intent is to speak ill about the deen of al-Islam. Naam. So the likes of say Qutb and the Qutbiyya who speak ill of the sahaba. Naam. The likes of these individuals who speak ill and speak violent about the sahaba. There's no respect that can be given to them. How? No respect to be given to them. People, they come and they say, but say Qutub, he was such a, he was such a, he was such a, he was such a, why are you, why, why are you, why are you disrespecting say Qutub and so on and so forth, and why you don't this, you know, why you don't honor say Qutub and all this, not, because say Qutub, he was upon bid'ah, say Qutub, he spoke bad about the Sahaba. So where's your love for earth man? You want to talk about say Qutub, we love, we love earth man. We, we defend earth man. We're on the side of earth man. So that's why we, we don't like Sayyid Qutb. How are you going to speak bad about Uthman? We love Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Sayyid Qutb, we spoke bad about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Who speaks bad about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam? From the best of the NBA and the Rusul. Who speaks bad about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam? We had audacity to speak bad about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. And then when we refute and we make the people know the errors of Sayyid Qutb, they say, but why you have no respect for Sayyid Qutb? Where's your respect for Musa? Where's your love for Musa? Where's your love for, for earth man? Rabbi Allah ta'ala anhu. He won't talk about some Sayyid Qutub. Sayyid Qutub was wrong in what he did. Sayyid Qutub was, 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 was bad. Uh, Shaykh Urthaymin, he said, and it can't be put no better. Lawla wara'laka farnaam. He said, if it wasn't for, the, it wasn't for religious abstention, we wouldn't make takfir on him. That's what, he, that's what Imam Urthaymin said, Rahim Allah ta'ala. He said, if it wasn't for religious abstention, he said, we wouldn't make takfir on him. So we love Earth man. We love Musa. 
And we understand the reality of these ones who try to speak bad about the Sahabas, that their attack is upon Islam. So if you find this, people trying to sever you from the Sahaba, no, there's no good in these people. People speaking bad about the Sahaba, there's no good in these people. Because these people, they are contradicting and they are disobeying the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, let the Sahaba, he said, don't speak bad about my Sahaba. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, do not speak ill of my Sahaba. So those who violate this and rarely these are the individuals who are despicable because the jama'ah, the foundation of the jama'ah, it is that which the sahaba were upon. That's the jama'ah. That's the jama'ah, what the sahaba were upon, not what these other people claim to and call into and so on and so forth is what the sahaba were upon. Ya ikhwah, I encourage you inshallah ta'ala to have this book inside of your homes and to read through it. To purchase the explanations of this book that are available to you and to read through them and to constantly study them and to go over them and to reflect upon them and to teach them to your families and to your children and so on and so forth constantly because these affairs that are mentioned therein they are very important <coughs> these affairs that are mentioned therein they are vital to the success of a Muslim they are vital so please don't let this just be a one time thing you listen and that's it follow up Continue, go through, read, study, review, meet up with your brothers and review with them, read with them. One person read a few pages, then another person read a few pages. One person read the text of the book, and then another person read a little bit from the explanation, Naam, so on and so forth. Study and read and learn and, 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 and review Bidnilahi Ta'ala so that you can be upon clarity and basira and implement because the, the more yani, basira you have with you yani, the more clarity and the more insight that you have with you it'll make it easier when the calamities and when the trials come and the people start harming you and abusing you and attacks come against you the more you understand the clarity the more you're upon clarity it becomes easier for you because when a person's upon clarity he realizes there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go a person who's on a straight path and he's, he knows and he's upon a straight path and he look into the path to the right and to the left and yeah you understand it's like if you was on a, a little a little bridge or or whatever you was on a you was on a path and then to your into, to your right there was lava to your left there was lava and so on and so forth and the person tell you go right or left you're gonna realize it's not an option because there's lava right there there's lava right there there's no way to go but right here stay right here that's it there's no way to go but right here when a person's on clarity like that then that's what you understand. And so the more you're upon clarity, the more it is clear for you, the more you realize there's no option but to be patient. And it's okay because we're about to be dead anyway. So be patient, ya ibad. What is up? Mullahu khaira. Fanatafi bihad al qadr. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Zakhir.